Welcome everyone. I'd like to call this regular meeting of March 8, 2023 to order. Can we get a Pledge of Allegiance? Councilmember Figueroa, please. Good evening, everyone. Would everybody please stand so we can pledge of allegiance to our flag? Your hand over your heart. Ready to begin. I pledge allegiance to the flag Thank you. Roll call, please. Mayor Holloway. Here. Mayor Potem Gamble. Here. Councilmember Beal. Here. Councilmember Figueroa. Here. Councilmember McGurr. Here. Thank you. Item 1.1, presentations and proclamations. Under 1.1, um, we were to have a, a uh, uh, speech from Mission Hospital update, but unfortunately could not make it. So we will move on in the agenda. Item 1.2. We have lots of certificates of recognition tonight. So I'd like to ask the Mayor Pro Tem to join me. Next time. Next time. She's serious. Thank you. Okay. Well, tonight we're going to start out with our business recognition program, and we'd like to recognize businesses that have been with the city for a period of time, and the business we're recognizing tonight is Calalit for kids, and I don't, let's hear it for Calalit. Raise your hand if you have ever been inside the building for any reason at Calalit. Oh my gosh, okay. Um, I remember back in tooth. This is the first time you've ever been to City Hall. Oh, okay. Oh, so even better. People have been to Cowley that have been to the City, City Hall. Hall. Even better. <laughs> Before I get started, I want to invite up the partners from Cowley, Georgette Cutler and Lynn and Mark Ledford, please. And if we have any other lead, have any leaders with you here tonight, come on up, everybody. I've seen you. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yes. Come on up. Come on up. Okay, we're going to talk um, a little bit about Cal Elite. 
a, a little less formally, but I'm going to read you the recognition. It's, it's long and it's detailed and it's, and it's very deserved. Calalite was founded in 1993. Ooh, okay. When RSM was a part of the then unincorporated Orange County, over the last 30 years, Calalite has served over 150,000 students, providing lessons, educational opportunities, and activities to children in our community. Educational opportunities and activities to children have been in need, was a big need back then, still is, but Cali certainly filled that void early on. With gymnastics as its founding program, that's okay, that's okay. With gymnastics as its founding program, Cali now offers acrobatics, acrobatics, dance, swimming, ninja, tumbling, camp programs, parties, and a licensed preschool program. Guys have come a long way. It's expanded its locations into Rancho Cucamonga and Chicago. Wow. Catalyte rebranded Sweet Peas Gymnastics as preschool gymnastics brand and expanded to Rancho Mission Viejo, Burbank, and Santa Clarita. In 2018, Sweet Peas was licensed, and currently there are 80 Sweet Peas locations across the U.S. and in seven countries. Wow. That's impressive. Calalit's greatest pride is serving the children and families of Rancho Santa Margarita. Calalit's athletes have competed on the national and international, on international stages and have earned positions on the U.S. National Acrobatic Gymnastics Team. Many Calalit athletes have earned college scholarships in acrobatic gymnastics, dance, and cheerleading. And there's more. <laughs> Equally heartwarming, Calalit has employed thousands of people in the community thousands, and in particular, played an integral role in helping young students matriculate into confident, responsible, and happy young adults, and now adults. A family business through and through, Calalit is owned by the Georgette and the Ledfords, right here. Megan Cutler grew up dancing at Calalit and began a professional dance and teaching career at Calalit. She's not here, is she? Okay, all right. Jamie Ledford serves as the gymnastics director. Steve Ledford serves as the gymnastics lead at Sweet Peas RMV. And Courtney Ledford Marquez is Calalit's academic preschool director. Calalit ho helped host Rancho's first New Year's Eve party in a new city in the year 2000. Remember that one. We are, celebrating, we are still celebrating family and friends today. This year, Calalit is partnering with the Bell Tower in hosting three corporate events serving businesses across the U.S. While Calalit is still a small town business, our small town has provided an amazing platform for Calalit to serve locally, nationally, and internationally in important and lasting ways. Let's hear it for all these folks out there. And I actually had a small part in politics back in 2001, because I remember grabbing a bunch of kids from Calalit and putting them on a fire truck and driving around the city. Um, back, that was a long time ago. Yeah, rented fire truck back in the day. Absolutely. So could I get one of the three of you or all of you to talk a little bit more about the association with the city and the business? Thanks, Lynn. Yep. Um, when we started our business, I think there were about 40,000 people in the community, and of course we lined up to the Cleveland National Forest, and we thought, gosh, do we have the demographics 
to do this? Is this, is this going to work? And um, from day one, I feel really emotional, from day one, this community has supported us, and it is a family-owned business. I want to introduce Jackie. Jackie Placencia is our CEO, came to us when she was 19, now um, is the main person that runs the, the corporation for us. Um, we're blessed, we're fortunate, we do feel like we know people in the community, it keeps us on our toes, you know, you can never drive ba badly, you, can't, you can never be unkind at the grocery store. <laughs> Everyone, children and adults and employees alike will hold you accountable. Yeah, we're, so we're, we're, just, we're so grateful and it's very nice of you to bring us up here and have us do this, so thank you. I just want to add, first of all, I want to thank um, my business partners. They've been wonderful partners for 26 years now, and our leadership team, we wouldn't be the company we are without them, but most importantly is the community, and the city has always supported us, especially during COVID. Um, the city and all the community businesses and the, the families here helped us reopen our doors and get us back to where we are today. And we were forever grateful. I feel very honored and privileged that I could live and work and raise my daughter in this beautiful community of Rancho Santa Margarita. So thank you. It is interesting, 150,000 kids have been gone through your program just here in, in Rancho. And it's really like, like, you know, they had the six, you ever heard that six degrees of Kevin Bacon thing? You can, you can, it's about two degrees with Cal Elite because you only have to ask two questions and you're gonna find somebody in your family, your friends, your neighborhood that has been at Cal Elite. But raise your hands again, because we're gonna get, that you've been to Cal Elite. Because anyone that's been to Cal Elite, we're gonna get you up here for a picture in just a minute. <laughs> So on behalf of the city, all the residents, the city staff, and, and all the people that you have served through the years, we really want to congratulate you on everything you've done, and please don't leave anytime soon. Let's hear it for these folks.
was a great idea, Jared, having and half the room, more than half the room, came up. Okay, we are going to our student recognition program here. First school that we're going to recognize is Rancho Christian School. And I'd like to invite up Principal Lori Jensen. Anybody else from the staff? Come on up, please. Don't be shy. Do we have Mike, Jody, and Carrie here? Um, we have Jody and Carrie. Okay, Jody and Carrie, come on up. We're going to be recognizing two students from the school tonight. First one I'd like to invite up is Kate Bailey. Kate, come on up. <laughs> we're not going to embarrass her, but we're going to talk about it right now. Kate is a seventh grade student and has been selected for recognition by the staff at RSM Christian School. Kate is a stellar student at RSM Christian. She's diligent and focused in her work and listens intently in all learning situations. That's a big deal. It's good. But Kate is always polite and willing to help whenever she is needed in any situation, whether it be her peers, teachers, or administrators. I like that. Kate is considerate, respectful, and caring. The entire school truly appreciates who Kate is and the joy she brings to the school. Now, on behalf of all the residents of the city of Rancho Santa Margarita, our city council, our city staff, we'd like to congratulate you on this recognition. Let's hear it. So Kate is new to our school this year, but I have to tell you from the first time I met her and we talked, she has been such a presence on the campus, and I'm just so grateful for you because you just exude everything that we want to have in our students, and you do it with a, with a tender and honest and pure heart, and you just shine for Jesus wherever you go. So I'm just so proud of you. So thank you. I don't get the privilege of teaching Kate, unfortunately, but I do see her on campus often. And as Mrs. Jensen said, you are, you're just a wonderful example, a wonderful young lady, just shining Christ wherever you go. So well done. Can you get the family up here for some pictures? Come on, Mom, Dad, everybody. Come on up, everybody.
she goes to her. Not to me. It goes to her. Thank you. Thank you. Our next student is Jordan Gutchen. Jordan, come on up. We're not going to embarrass him, but we're going to talk about him. <laughs> Jordan is an eighth grade student and has been selected for recognition by the entire staff. Jordan is an incredibly respectful and conscientious young man. He is soft-spoken and quite intelligent, always giving his all on every assignment and challenge that is presented to him. Even though Jordan is quiet of character, he is willing to participate well in class discussions, and when he sees an opportunity to help a fellow classmate, he is immediately there for them. Jordan does not go a day without greeting his teachers politely upon entering and exiting the classroom. Jordan is, is encouraging to his peers and a true humble gentleman with a servant's heart. Very well put. Now, on behalf of the entire city of Rancho Santa Margarita, our city staff, and our city council, Jordan, I want to congratulate you on this outstanding achievement. Congratulations. <laughs> Jordan has a lot of excellent everything. And I just, I helped write that, Jordan, that little blurb with your other teachers. But um, I just want to reiterate that we teach teenagers, and they don't always see outside themselves. But this young man really does. He walks into the classroom, makes eye contact, greets, asks a pertinent question, makes sure he says goodbye and have a good day on the way out. So... That's unusual for teenagers, so we just wanted to recognize that. <laughs> and Jordan, you really do carry the love of Jesus in you, and it is evident every single day. So well done. So Jordan is one of those gentle giants that you don't speak a lot, maybe five words a day that I get from you. But I know inside that gentle giant, you are going to change the world because you have the character, you have the strength, and you have the heart motive to do some wonderful things. So I'm just excited. I'm sad that you're leaving us next year and going to Crean, but I just know that you are just going to rock this world when you leave our campus, and I'm so proud of you. So congratulations. Mom, Dad, relatives, brothers, sisters.
<clears throat> okay, we're going to recognize some students from Tesoro High School. Let's hear it for Tesoro. I'd like to invite forward Principal Ken Ezredi. Good. Uh, okay, Ken. I know Ken. Thank you. Any other ministers or teachers? Okay. Okay. Teachers here? Come on. Oh yes. Oh yes. 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 We always want to recognize administrators and teachers. The first student we're going to invite up is Kara Lee. Let's talk a little bit about Kara. Kara is a 10th grade student and has been selected for recognition by the staff at Tesoro High School. Kara is a model student who is extremely talented in both academics and athletics. Kara is taking the most rigorous courses in, the high, in high school while earning top marks in all of them. As a freshman and sophomore, Kara led Tesoro's tennis team to back-to-back CIF championships. That's not easy. Kara's athletic ability and ferociousness on the court are balanced perfectly with a soft-spoken humility off the court. Kara is extremely dedicated and hardworking. She is kind and caring and always willing to support others in need. Now, on behalf of all of the residents of the city of Rancho Santa Margarita, our city staff and city council, I'd like to congratulate you on this honor. Let's hear it for Kara. Well, I don't have a lot to say since I kind of wrote that, but it's, it's really true. Kara's the most quiet, soft-spoken person you could ever imagine, and then you see her on the court, and she just becomes fierce. Um, uh, like I said, our, our number one uh, player both years for freshman and sophomore year, but was showed deference to the seniors and juniors on the team, but still gave it everything she had, and she does the same thing, uh, thing in the classroom. So, Kara, it's just a, a joy to watch you. It's a joy to see you on campus. This is Pat Harnett. He's our tennis coach, and I'm sure he'd like to say a few words about Kara. Okay. Um, I've been a teacher a while, but a coach a while, too, and I can't imagine a better scholar-athlete and model for our school than Kara Lee. She just does so many things so well, so easily, so gently with others. And yet when she's on the court, she's a monster. <laughs> she, she eats people. <laughs> and it's so delightful to have somebody taking the most rigorous courses, managing it all so well, and knowing there's another part of her personality that's just so wonderful to watch come out. So it's been a pleasure and honor to be your coach. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Family, friends, come on up. Picture time.
Yeah, Laura said there's a whole row of teenagers here. They could just come up. Okay, let me do it. We should the cell phone rescue squad for the like all of us aging people in the city. Oh, you, you have done with them already. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just couldn't uh, zoom like zoom in. Oh, thank you so much! Congratulations, of course. Our next student from Tesoro, like to bring up, is Catherine Lee. Catherine, come on up. Catherine is an 11th grade student at Tesoro and has been selected for recognition by the entire staff at Tesoro High School. Catherine embodies Tesoro's motto of wisdom, strength, and honor. Catherine takes a rigorous course load as, and is in the top 1% of her class out of how many kids is that, roughly? 500 and some kids. That's, that's pretty, pretty good. Catherine is highly inquisitive and cares about learning for the sake of learning and not just to get a grade. As an ASB leader, Catherine is, in, is inclusive and collaborative, always wanting what is best for the group as a whole. Catherine's outgoing nature, energy, permanent smile are contagious to others around her. She is highly respected by both staff and students and is always striving to make Tesoro a better place. Now, on behalf of all the residents of Rancho Santa Margarita, our city staff and city council, I want to congratulate you, Catherine, on this achievement. Thank you so much. So Catherine's a little opposite. Catherine, her, her freshman year, she was maybe we were in school maybe a month, and she comes up to me and says, Hi, I'm Catherine Lake. 
Mr. Israelio, nice to meet you. Well, nice to meet you. And very few freshmen are going to do that to the principal. And I was just like, okay, well, that's kind of a firecracker. Like, let's find out what she's made of. So she's a junior this year. And in those two years, she's just, just done amazing things. Um, like I said, her positive energy it exudes to others. I've never seen a, a crossword or a frustration come out uh, extremely mature and just has that ability to inspire others. And on top of that, we found out yesterday, day before, she just won our election to be our ASP president for next year. So congratulations as well. So Catherine, we love you. I think you're gonna have a great senior year. I know um, our activities director, Ms. Davis, was talking to me today, and she can't wait to get started with your new ASB and, and being a leader of the campus. Congratulations. Mom, dad, friends, family, come on up. Some more pictures. Thank you. Okay, we're going to recognize a special group of young ladies here um, from Sarah Catholic girls volleyball team. Wait, hold, hold on, I'm going to stay, stay up. I'm going to invite you all up by name. Before, before, let me get your coaches up here. Uh, Whitney Costanzo and Liv Hudson, come on up, coaches. All right, let me recognize all of these um, players, and we'll talk about their accomplishments in just a second. Ashley Bear. <laughs> Teresa Cha. Ava Champagne. Ava. Madison Goodrich. Lindsay Hudson. Kate Jackson. Scarlett Labriola. Kaylee Pazikowski, Gabby Purvis, Brooklyn Shaw Lahi, Jules Sanchez, and Sailor Todd. Let's talk a little bit about the wonderful accomplishment that they, they had. Whereas Rancho Santa Margarita is a planned community with approximately 50,000 residents and organized youth sports are an integral part of the social fabric and daily life for thousands of residents. The city is very supportive of these sports programs because they bring families together and teach participants many important life lessons. 
The Sarah Catholic Girls Volleyball Mountain Team, Sarah Bears, includes very talented athletes whose dedication and passion for the sport is evident through their great success, outstanding sportsmanship, and community spirit. The Sarah Catholic Girls Volleyball Mountain Team, Sarah Bears, had an amazing season with an outstanding record of 9-1 in league. Let's hear it. They battle in the championship game against St. Anne's to win in three sets. The girls worked extremely hard this season and became champions of the Parochial Athletic League for the second year in a row. Let's hear it. Now, on behalf of our 50,000 residents, our city council, and our city staff, we'd like to congratulate you girls on this outstanding achievement. Congratulations. This group of girls was amazing. There was only one returning player from the team last year, and so they all had to kind of work together to learn how to play the game together because they don't play together outside of the school and club, and they really worked hard and battled to beat St. Anne's in the championship game. So the score of the first ga game was 26-24. Um, they won. They lost the second one, 27-25, and they won the third, 17-15. So they battled real hard. They gave all of their parents a heart attack as well as me. So it was, uh, it was a great time. And I've loved coaching every minute of you guys. So Before everybody leaves, I want to uh, recognize one last group. We need to thank all the school administrators, the school teachers, and the school coaches. Let's hear it for those folks. Wow, losing everybody. Okay, moving on, item two, schedule of future events. City Manager. Thank you very much, Mayor Holloway, members of the City Council. 
On Saturday, April 1st, the city of Rancho Santa Margarita will be hosting a free electronic waste disposal and document shredding event. The event will take place from 8 a.m. to 12 noon in Applied Medical's R100 building parking lot, which is located at 29977 Avenida de las Banderas. This event is open to everyone that would like to properly discard their old electronic items. Items that will be accepted include monitors, television sets, computers, cell phones, shredders, telephones, laptops, servers, copiers, and fax machines. We cannot accept large kitchen appliances or fluorescent tubes. This is also a document shredding event, and it is a great time to get rid of all of those old documents that you no longer need. Please bring your paper records and documents in a standard size file box. The documents will be shredded on site at no cost. There is a limit of 10 boxes per household and or business. Finally, we would like to remind all of our residents that they have access to four free curbside bulky item pickups from CRNR annually. This benefit is a great opportunity for residents to clear out their garages and dispose of any other larger items at their convenience. To schedule a pickup, please call CRNR at 877-728-0446. Thank you. Thank you. Item three, public comments. This is the time to address the city council on any matter not listed on this agenda that is within the subject matter jurisdiction of the city council. Public comments are limited to three minutes per person and a time limit of 15 minutes for this segment of the public comments portion of the agenda. We have one request for public speaker. I'd like to invite forward Mr. Bobby Cox. I want to just address something real quickly, and that was from the last time I was here. I will never raise my voice ever again whatsoever in this in this auditorium. It's just, um, I believe that we are still a republic, a constitutional republic. And it doesn't make sense to me uh, whatsoever that, Jerry, you're sitting there. You didn't run for mayor. You weren't elected mayor. That's my mayor. And if you want to know if there's any, I know maybe this is something that just goes on all the time. Other cities do it and stuff like that. And maybe it's because it just goes on and on because nobody sticks a fork in the spokes or, or at least puts the brakes on it. And so the other night, I, it, my elected mayor, I know he would have handled this, these guy, this group of people that came up forcefully demanding a signature, and you let him speak over four minutes. When are you going to wrap this up? Can you hurry this along? And these guys were well over time. And my elected mayor over here would have seen through the propaganda. I'm hoping that the right move would have been, listen, people, if you want us to do this or that, we can't do that, but you're still free to talk. Nip that thing in the bud because I, I was going to talk about the attacks that come that are going to come, but I want to put that aside if I can because um, I uh, I had some some bad news. It's really um, my father-in-law passed away um, 
and uh, he was my father-in-law for 40 years, and his name's Vito Ferlato, and Vito is a big dude. I mean, a real thick, big dude. Um, he passed away peacefully February 22nd. Uh, I'm sorry, I had it right here. He's from New Jersey, was born in Montclair, New Jersey. And then uh, in 1939, Vito moved uh, to Orange County, California in 1963, right off of Rockfield, and uh, right by the 5 Freeway. And they lived there for a long time. And the funny thing is, from 1963 to this day, my wife and I have not lived more than nine miles apart from each other because my father, my dad was a helicopter pilot on the El Toro Marine Base where we lived right outside the Weary for a couple of years and then on the base from 63 to 68. And then the Frelato family and the Cox family moved to Mission Viejo in 68. So um, long story short, let me just tell you real quickly about him. Um, he graduated high school and he joined the Air Force and he did his, what they call their tour of duty back then. He relocated to Orange County, Orange County, California to find work in law enforcement. In September 1963, he was hired at Orange County Sheriff's Department, which began a 32-year 30, distinguished career. Vito's tenure included transforming the sheriff's bomb squad from concept into organization that gained international recognition as the model training and equipment for law enforcement agencies to combat and safely handle hazardous devices. He was instrumental in transitioning the department from revolvers to semiotic handguns, handguns. Because of his keen knowledge, he was selected to participate in an exchange program with, the, with Russia. After obtaining each ascending rank and organization and rising in his various leadership roles, he, re he retired he retired at the level of Orange, at a level of captain in the Orange County Sheriff's Department. Excuse. Upon his retirement, Vito took up his. He loved his boating. He loved his boating, and he loved his six grandkids. And um, a lot. Some of my kids look just like me, but they got the for a lot of fishing and hunting and outdoor and. I'll tie a knot, and Vito was just one of those kind of guys that if something happened and you were in a boat accident and there was a plank of wood, he'd get you to shore, and that thing would have rudder by the time you got there. He was just that kind of guy, and he had a fantastic sense of humor, too. He was a funny man. He had just a very dry sense of humor. Some of it not speakable, maybe, but... Um, I knew this guy for a long, long time. Bobby, about how much longer? And wrap it up for you right now. Thank you. I just wanted to honor him. He did a lot for this place. Um, crime was very, very low under uh, Sheriff Brad Gates and Rocky Hewitt and Vito Ferlato. And it was just a pleasure to know him. And uh, <laughs> I just know he's, I know he's up there. So thank you very much. I appreciate that. Okay. Thank you. We offer our condolences. Thank you. Right. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Sorry for your loss. Item four: consent calendar. All matter. We have no uh, other public comments or e-comments. There are none. Thank you.
Item 4, consent calendar. All matters on the consent calendar are to be approved in one motion unless a council member, staff, or member of the public requests a separate action on a specific item on the consent calendar. Any items to be removed from the consent calendar? You get a motion? I'll move the consent calendar. Second. We have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Motion carries. Item five, public hearing items. We have none. Item six, continued items. We have none. Item seven, new business, 7.1. Fiscal year 22-23 general fund budget update. Ms. Turner. Thank you, Mayor Holloway. So before I get started, I just want to um, bring your attention to the purple envelope. There was a small, um, I guess on my part, small typo. And I just wanted to point it out that um, the number under for other supplies and services was should be 39687 Okay, Thank so you. with... Thank you for that. No problem. So with that... Um, Tonight, I'll be presenting the performance of the city's uh, fiscal year 22-23 mid-year budget. Um, we've completed the audit for fiscal year 21-22, and tonight is the mid-year budget update, and this May will begin the fiscal year 23-24 um, budget workshops. Um, this evening's presentation will provide the following, um, a, pre a brief recap of the fiscal year 22-23 budget, the projected year-end estimates, which are based on revenue performance and expenditure trends through December, and a preview of the fiscal year 23-24 budget. So to take a quick look back at how the city got to this fiscal year, um, the fiscal year 2021 budget included drastic reductions to expenditures due to the unknown impacts of the pandemic. Um, however, as we headed into fiscal year 21-22, the economy was in a recovery phase, but many of the restrictions related to gatherings had been extended, and the fiscal year 21-22 budget reinstated some of the expenditure reductions, but more in line with the phased approach, um, especially as it related to the BTRCC. Fortunately, as the city began budget development for 22-23, Restrictions had been lifted, and the 22-23 budget restored much of the expenditures back to pre-pandemic levels. Um, this, along with um, taking into consideration some inflationary uh, pricing, the expenditures, ref the expenditures reflect an almost 7% increase um, over the prior year. Um, a conservative approach was used in projecting the 22-23 revenues as they had a more modest um, increase as the economy was still in a recovery stage, also, both years include a transfer in of the ARPA funds. However, 21-22 included close to 1.3, um, while the current budget only includes 500,000. The chart also um, shows the planned use of general fund reserves for both years. So I'll be discussing a lot of data and variances on both the revenue and expenditure tables, um, but the good news is that we do anticipate ending the fiscal year overall under budget um, with a surplus. The table reflects uh, variances throughout the revenue categories um, with all of them, but one coming in uh, higher than budget. 
So the finance department has accounted for all the revenues and expenditures through December and has extrapolated what we and we can be anticipated for the remainder of the fiscal year. Um, based on this analysis, the city revenues are projected to be above budget by 1.02 million. This is due to increases in our two major revenue categories, property tax and sales tax, as well as licenses and permits and a significant increase in investment income. Um, again, our major sources of revenue are sales tax and, tax and property tax. Um, sales tax will be discussed on the following slide. So as we go through the revenue categories, um, property tax is expected to be 3.2% higher than the prior year 21-22's actuals and approximately 1% higher than the budget estimates for 22-23. Uh, growth for RSM can be attributed to increases in assessed property values by a CPI of 2%. Some recovery of Prop 8 adjustments, um, however, with some offset due to lower anticipated property transfer tax fees, uh, fee revenue uh, due to fewer home sales and slightly, slightly lower prices. Um, on the license permit and fee revenue line item, um, it's experienced an increase from overall building permit and plan check activity, um, with a majority of the permits um, continue to be for residential projects related to various home improvements, and there has been a slight increase in commercial permit activity compared to last year. Um, these improvements include room additions, heating and cooling uh, system replacements, repipes, solar installation, window and door replacements, remodels, and pools. Um, the franchise fee revenue is also reflecting an overall increase and above budget, uh, with much of this increase stemming from the changes in fees established in the recent refuse, refuse franchise agreement. Um, however, the increase has been slightly offset as cable franchise revenue does continue to decline. So other revenues, um, this is a one line item that does seem to be coming in below budget by the approximately uh, $59,000. The revenues generated here are from activities at the bell tower as they are not quite at the pre-pandemic levels but very, very close. Um, the BTRCC is currently fully staffed and they are working diligently to restore a full range of class options and to promote the rental of the facility. Um, and although the collection of revenues for programs rental is still slightly, thinner, slightly lower than anticipated, most of the this decrease in this line item is due to lower um, expected sponsorship revenues. Um, also in this category is fine and citation revenue. Uh, it is also expected to be just slightly under budget. Um, as over the last few months, the city has experienced situations where there was only one available motorcycle officer. Um, on the other hand, though, uh, the passport processing office is extremely busy and expected to come in at approximately $50,000. So investment or the use of money and property on uh, the category, but it really pertains mostly to investment income. This one is, is expected to be significantly above budget. Um, to recap the last couple years, so beginning in 1920 and heading into 21-22, this interest rate environment was in a declining state. For example, uh, 2021, the interest rate declined to under 1%, and in 21-22, um, we saw rates as low as 0.203%. Um, so based on this information, staff reduced their interest income estimate in 21-22 and again in 22-23. Um, however, due to the Federal Reserve incre increases in an attempt to curb inflation, the city has experienced higher interest income 
And so based on the recent earnings and extra trying to extrapolate out, the year-end, the year-to-date ex uh, estimate has it adjusted upwards closer to 468,000, equating to approximately 398,000 above budget. Uh, the Federal Reserve is expected to continue to raise rates um, throughout the coming year, and so staff will continue to monitor these rates, especially as we head into next year's budget. If I may just add, I wanted to go back to the other revenues and talk a little bit more about the sponsorships uh, because that, and, and it's not a huge amount of money where we, we obtain sponsorships, but they do help fund our concerts in the park, uh, programs such as Patriot Day, New Year's Eve, and our staff works really hard at, at obtaining those sponsorships. And the business community has always been very, very favorable in supporting those events. I think as we've come out of the pandemic, we were hoping that the sponsorships would come back as quickly as they uh, had been in the past. And I think some businesses are still struggling a little bit or are reluctant to, to sponsor at the level that they had sponsored previously. And so while our staff is working hard at that, and it's not a huge por portion of our revenue, it is something that we want to keep in mind, especially as there's uh, lots of different events and, and lots of organizations that are looking for sponsorship money. That, that is a, one area of a little bit of challenge. Great, thank you. So overall, um, the mid-year analysis does reflect a positive year in estimate for sales tax revenue. Um, the increase in sales tax is due both to growth and inflationary pricing. The budget estimate was determined using a conservative approach to um, reflect the ongoing recovery and some uncertainty. Um, at the onset of the pandemic, sales tax revenues had dropped below um, prior year's actuals. Um, however, as the restrictions lifted, and with the surge in online shopping, the city experienced a sharp increase in sales tax revenues over the last two fiscal years. The expectation for 22-23 is positive growth and that the city will have um, more of a normal increase, they'll have a, norm, a nominal um, increase over budget. However, going forward, the city should anticipate that increases in sales tax revenues will potentially taper off and will be, have more of a stable growth from year to year. The countywide pool um, continues to have very positive impact on the city sales tax revenue stream. Uh, the city is still benefiting greatly from online shopping uh, due to the new, the new shopping habits, um, as well as the, its flexibility and its convenience. The sales tax data for the third quarter, that would be July through September 2022, reflected the city's sales tax revenue is up overall by 5.1% compared to the same quarter in 2021. And the city experienced a boost in revenue from the auto and transportation category, but they do expect this revenue to just dip slightly due to as inventories increase and also the higher financing costs. Restaurants and casual fine, uh, fast dining revenues remain strong, um, but there is still um, some concerns um, by customers, um, consumers and customers of a possible recession. In regards to the ARPA funding, it's, this is more of just a recap, a reminder um, of the funds that we still do have at our um, disposal. So the city's allocation um, is 4.72 million and we have received our full allocation as of last May. 
uh, 2.51 million was incorporated into fiscal year 2223 uh, adopted budget with 500,000 to cover general fund expenditures as a transfer in. It also included um, $1 million as sort of a placeholder for other um, ways to uh, spend the money. Um, however, in January 2022, the U.S. Treasury did publish its final um, guidance for ARPA funds, and one major change was, change was in the area of revenue loss. Um, so the guidance allowed the cities to choose what they called a standard allowance. This option uh, stated that cities can assume revenue loss up to $10 million, and the city did elect the standard allowance option for our entire $4.72 million at the last April um, report that was completed. So um, the guidance states that revenue loss can be used towards traditional um, government services, which allows for greater flexibility when identifying um, expenditures within the general fund. Um, however, the same two restrictions still apply, which is the city is prohibited from using funds to supplement pension payments, and you can't replenish reserves to be saved for a rainy day. So this table is the expenditure side of where we think um, the city's budget will um, land for this fiscal year. Um, so the table shows that we believe that operating expenditures are expected to be uh, close to 300000 under budget, or approximately 1% under budget. Below the operating expenditure total is the anticipated use of reserves compared to the approved budget. Um, at this time, staff is expecting the CIP projects to proceed as planned, and any reserves not used by the end of the fiscal year will be additional savings. However, if project is ongoing or deferred, um, those unused reserves will likely be requested again in the fiscal 23-24 budget. The variances are a combination of expenditure savings and unspent funds. Some of the unspent funds are reflective of the Bell Tower's ongoing efforts to restore classes and rentals to prior levels and will most likely be rebudgeted in 23-24. So overall, the expenditures are expected to come in below budget with salaries and benefits are trending um, below budget primarily due to timing of vacancies in the part-time accountant technician position and also the code enforcement officer slash permit te technician position um, due to internal promotions to newly created positions. And we also expect and also anticipates the public works salary to CIP projects to come in at budget. Professional services are also coming in under budget due to combination of uh, various things such as building safety services are expected to be higher as the revenues are higher. Um, and also um, some reduced costs for legal counsel of approximately 192,000 uh, due to fewer re uh, required legal reviews. For law enforcement, um, the budget at this time is expected to be at budget. Um, staff will continue to monitor overtime costs and vacancy credits as it is possible the city will have um, a credit applied to the final law enforcement bill pa uh, based on the year in reconciliation uh, done by OCSD. Uh, on contract services, um, as a whole, are expected to be slightly above budget. Um, this is the net effect of savings from citation services offset by expenditures within the street maintenance special repairs line item. This expenditure is trending higher due to damage to city properties from various traffic accidents. Um, in these situations, the city makes the necessary repairs as, and then they also file insurance claims in order to seek reimbursement. Um, 
However, reimbursement can sometimes cross fiscal years. We, we've had a, a, an uptick in traffic accidents where they have hit our poles, our light poles, including our uh, decorative poles. I know there's one in particular over by the Lowe Center that has been hit, I don't know, two or three times. Uh, Brendan's saying, oh, three, three times. Uh, so it, it's it's a as soon as we get one through the the insurance and we say oh we get a check in hand then there's a, another one that comes right away, so it's it's an ongoing issue. And they hit the speed trailer. And they hit the speed trailer. Yes, yes. yes. And the and, best, and best the motorcycles no went down. I mean, so we can say that a bit with tongue in cheek, but now the motorcycles. Uh, one of them is is being repaired. Mm -hmm. Uh, the other one was a total loss, but we are seeking recovery, not through our insurance company, but through the County of Orange for, for those. So we've had a little bit more activity than we have in the previous years, so. Thank you. And did you say, just to double check, did you say, Stephanie, that the legal services were down considerably? They're trending that way. They're trending. I, I, you know, I, I went with base what I saw at the time. Okay, just just checking. That must be the stewardship of our 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 uh, city attorney. Yeah. Very, very, it's the efficiency of our city attorney's office, and also that we have not had uh, near the number of legal issues that say some of our neighboring cities have had. Yes. Stay out of trouble. Thank you. Um, so other supplies and services, which is the um, category I had mentioned with the purple envelope, um, we're expecting it to be actually under budget, 39687 um, It has a variety of different expenditures in it, um, but much of the variance um, stems, stems from expenditure items in public works and community services. Uh, public works reflects savings in the annual MPDES permit fees collected by the county and other various maintenance budgets. And the variance also includes unspent funds towards the instructor costs as the, the staff establishes recreation classes. The city has also experienced uh, savings in the New Year's Eve event. However, this was um, kind of slightly offset by higher senior mobility program costs. These costs are covered by both the current grant funds and the prior unused grant funds. And we have, uh, I, think it, I think it's a, I thought it was three, but I think it's closer to the two-year um, time frame to spend them, to spend those um, grant funds. So it's kind of an ongoing thing. So some years are a little higher than the other. And then under um, capital expenditures, um, this category is coming under budget, mainly due to unspent funds. Um, this line item projects that the city will um, not need to use any of the contingency budget at this time. And there's also a savings in tech, the technology budget, but it relates to the voice over internet protocol or VoIP um, project costs as they're likely to be uh, deferred to the upcoming fiscal year. So this, this slide illustrates um, the large budget picture over the past five years, um, taking into account Revenues, the dark blue line, expenditures, the red line, and fund balance, the purple line. And the light blue line um, represents the net impact of transfers. Um, important information to take from this slide mostly comes from the top three lines. The purple line is showing a significant uptick due to some expenditure savings growth 
in um, savings and then also growth in sales tax and property tax, as well as the use of ARPA funds. Uh, the dark blue revenue line has been somewhat flat over the last few years, but reflects the reduction in revenues in 1920 uh, due to no one-time revenues, but also some impact from the onset of the COVID-19 health crisis, especially in the last quarter of that fiscal year. From there, you can see there has been some steady increase in revenues as the economy recovers, as well as the growth in sales tax uh, revenues, especially in 2021. Growth in 21-22, again, reflects high uh, tax sales tax revenues, but also, um, and actually in both years, positive building permit revenues. The continued growth in revenues for 22-23 uh, also is related to sales tax, but it is also uh, driven by the projected significant increase in investment income. This revenue line uh, does not take into consideration transfer, transfer in revenues as they are generally reported also outside the annual report. So then the red expenditure line has also been fairly flat through 2021. Um, this is a combination of the unspent funds from impacts of the pandemic and the ability to offset law enforcement contract costs um, with grant funds and the year-end credits um, applied by OCSD. The graph reflects a large uptick in expenditures for 2022-2023, but that's mostly due to reestablishing costs associated with the BTRCC, um, some inflationary pricing, and um, expected higher utility costs. And it also hasn't taken into consideration a possible year-end credit towards the law enforcement contract um, in order to give a more conservative estimate. Um, even still, the graph does reflect that uh, operating expenditures are expected to be right below the operating revenue expectations. Again, the purple line uh, represents the general fund ba balance. It reflects growth in prior years and a strong increase in 21-22. Purple line is showing a slight uptick for 22-23 and is due to the ability to use ARPA funds, um, but also the revenue increases in the various other categories I had mentioned, sales tax, building permit revenues, and for this coming year, investment income. The changes in the tra uh, transfer line is mostly due to the amount of ARPA funds that were used each year, and um, also the amount that general fund reserves were used towards CIP. So for 22-23, we have um, budgeted some reserve funds, and we, at this time, um, have budgeted 945,000 to be used towards CIP projects. Um, that money is um, budgeted for the design phase of the Antonio Parkway Gateway Project. Um, also, funding towards traffic enhancement pro the traffic enhancement projects that also qualifies towards the city's uh, maintenance of effort, their MOE. There is funding towards the dog park renovations, um, which include staining the wood structures, reseeding the turf, improvements to the gate and as well um, the LED lighting conversion project that is currently in the design phase with major construction uh, um, construction later slated for the next fiscal year. And then the budget also includes um, use reserves for the final phase of the housing element update of approximately $88,000. Um, at this, during this budget um, presentation, staff is also uh, requesting a budget amendment to accommodate the most current Mercy House agreement and to include administrative costs related to the CDBGCV grant. Um, the total amendment will be an increase of 32488 to both revenues and expenditures as there is no impact to the general fund.
And so for the remainder of 2023, um, we can expect the city to end the year with a surplus um, as operating revenues and expenditures are projected to end positively compared to the budget. And um, we're also um, going to continue to use the ARPA funds as necessary. Um, a little bit about housing and property tax. So housing affordability continues to be a concern as median home prices are approximately one million um, along with rising interest rates. As interest rates increase over, have increased over last year, there has been an offsetting decline in home sales. The median home price in the city of Rancho Santa Margarita as of December 2022 was 1.05 million, which was a 14.34% decrease from the prior quarter. Um, economic impacts to property tax tend to lag as the property tax rules are assessed in arrears, um, but the fiscal year 23-24 property tax CIP is set for the full 2%, which is the maximum allowed. The city can expect sales tax to come in above budget with continued um, positive revenue from the pools and higher prices. Um, and then we also We'll continue to monitor the OCSD contract regarding overtime and vacancy credits. Um, continue to work to restore programs and rentals um, to full capacity at the Bell Tower and incorporate the use of ARPA funds towards governmental services. And city staff will monitor and manage their department budgets um, with any unspent funds flowing back into the general fund balance at 22-23 and also for possible use in 23-24. So with that possible use in 23-24, um, the city does begin its 23 fiscal year 23-24 budget process now. Um, the departments are working on their initial budget worksheets and once completed, finance will start putting the information together so that the review process can begin um, and the budget workshops are planned for May. There are also some major projects and expenditures anticipated in the upcoming um, budget. Um, one of the largest unknowns is the final result of the ongoing salary and benefit negotiations with the Orange County Sheriff's Department. OCSD has provided information and various tools to help staff prepare an estimate for fiscal year 23-24. The city will determine the amount of ARPA funds towards general government services, in particular um, police services. Uh, the budget is expected to have an increase related to additional costs related to the monitoring and educating the, and educating the public on SB 1383. Um, the city did receive a grant of approximately $68,000 in June of 2022, and this grant money will be used to help offset these administrative costs. And CIP will include the construction costs associated with the Antonio Parkway Gateway Improvement Project and also always continue to uh, try and restore activities at the Bell Tower Regional Community Center to um, its full capacity. So at this time, um, staff recommends that the City Council receive and file the mid-year budget review and approve the proposed budget amendment. This concludes my presentation and I'm available to answer any questions. Thank you, Ms. Turner. Um, we'll start from my right, comments or questions? Uh, no real questions, just another great story. I appreciate you sharing all the detail with us. And I think that there's a number of other cities in the area that would be just so pleased to receive such a report. So thank you for that. Um, very pleased. Thank you. 
Councilmember. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, well, I agree. I just fantastic news, especially just really two years out of COVID and we just keep having, um, you know, just outstanding results. Um, just a couple of questions, um, Stephanie. Um, in terms of housing element costs, our total, um, I know it, it dropped quite a bit this last year, I think almost by half. Is, is that primarily for consulting fees for the housing element, that total cost? I'm going to defer to Cheryl for that. That was the uh, second year of the project, so the f the first half was paid for in the prior fiscal year. We did also receive grant funding for most of that uh, contract. Okay. Do we have a total cost on what the housing element work? I know that went over a couple year period. Um, actually, more than that. The probably. consultant costs are easy. That contract was around ninety-nine thousand um, dollars. I don't. We didn't track staff costs against oh, it. Okay. We yeah. also are in the present year budget have funds uh, that we are currently expending for the housing element rezone and objective de design standards. It's a, a project that's in progress right now. We do anticipate that that will end probably within the next several months, but it could spill over a little bit into the next fiscal year. But at that point, I believe that we would be completed with all of our housing element expenditures. Okay, thank you. Um, and then additionally, um, you know, moving the $500,000 of ARPA money into the general fund, I think it's a fantastic idea. I know we talked about possibly spending that on public safety. Do we have any specific ideas on how that money might be spent? Yes, so initially you'll recall that we had identified a number of projects or programs that we would spend the funding on. Um, and, and some of those we did, it became very apparent that the rules and regulations associated with spending federal funding on individual projects, especially the smaller dollar amounts, you know, the $20,000 here or the $10,000 there, it, it was very onerous and we did not want to get into a situation where we accidentally missed something. The, the rules are, you know, pages and pages, hundreds of pages long. And when the Treasury determined that we could apply all of our ARPA funds or the remainder of what we had not yet allocated, to uh, public safety, that became a much simpler way of spending the funds. So at this point, except for the few kind of remnant projects that are out there, it is our intention to spend the remainder of the ARPA funds on public safety costs. Now, what that will do is that will free up some funding in other areas within the general fund that we can uh, make expenditures where it balances out in the end. Okay, and I just want to, you know, I know we've talked about this before, but I would just want to encourage staff to to keep researching new capital improvement projects. I know that takes a lot of time and, and, and so forth, but um, I think it's it's vital that we keep, um, you know, bringing new things to our residents and uh, making our city even better. So thank you very much, Mr. Mayor. Thank you. Councilmember McGurr. Well, thank you again for a, a really good analysis and report. I love the uh, visuals here of the dollar bills, by the way, floating around the city seal. I thought that was interesting. I've got a feeling Brendan might behind, be behind that. But um, that being the case, if I understand correctly, ARPA funds were not included in the revenue highlights, correct? They're in the transfers. Um, so, no. It's below the line. 
I, right. I, so the right. so the revenue, if you will, is you know one through seven, the total operating revenue, mm -hmm. then the addition, if you will, of the. So, for instance, um, when I said that I anticipate revenue to come in over um, budget by one point oh two million, because I assumed transfers were going to be. Flat. Exact flat. Right. Um, that is all. So, so the transfers. bottom line is for those who might be listening is that when we get together every May, and take all the information that staff provides us, and we have these budget workshops and capital improvement project workshops, we we come to an analysis and, we, and, a, and a budget is established. And what you're saying is basically that the year-end estimate we're going to pocket over a million dollars more than we had budgeted, if you will we anticipated in our annual budget in the revenue side of things um, I would say approximately yes right and the expenditures are less almost it's like eight hundred thirty five thousand dollars the eight hundred and thirty five is the net of the two between um, by the time revenue. we get all the revenues and all the expenditures and th that number does include um, transfers okay great well again it's all good news as council member Beal indicated um, there are a lot of cities that would just give their eye teeth to have a report like this. And um, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And I'm very happy to go home with a million dollars in our pockets. Thank you. Thank you. Mayor Pro Tem Gamble. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, just uh, not to reiterate the feelings of my council members, but I sure do share them. Um, council colleagues, I sure share your feelings. Uh, just a shout out. Uh, to the staff who um, exercises such restraint and diligence, and I just want to say um, I really appreciate the diligence and the effort and the care that our staff, uh, under your leadership, Jennifer, uh, exercises with the public's money. And uh, I think uh, they're all so mindful of that, and this type of budget shows that. Um, so I do want to say one thing, and that's that I heard an in-depth report from my favorite car guide um, that in the calendar year 2022, one million fewer cars were purchased than in 2021. And so as we know, a significant part of our revenue, second largest re revenue source now is our sales tax. And of course, our car dealers uh, do provide the lion's share of that. So I think we need to be mindful as we're heading into this higher interest rate. And if you listen to Chairman Powell's testimony um, in the past two days, um, he's become uh, quite hawkish. So he's anticipating interest rates to go higher. And some of the brighter minds in Wall Street, and I know that could be an oxymoron, um, suggest that interest rates are going to be at 6% or above. So that's going to slow down car sales because that increases, you know, your your payments and um, extends out payment plans and causes restraint in purchasing of automobiles. So I just want to continue to celebrate the um, the variance, the positive variance for the year-end budget. But I I know uh, that I can count on both my colleagues and the staff to exercise the same level of conservative budgeting that we've always had, because I'm not sure there's going to be some tough times ahead maybe in the next year as we're looking at our sales tax receipts. So um, thank you so much now. I think we have some wonderful 
things to talk about in May as we consider what we might do with these funds, and I really appreciate the opportunity to have options. And so an excellent report, Stephanie. I know how much you enjoy these, especially when you have good news. So, and, and thank you very much, Jennifer. And please, please convey our appreciation to the staff. Um, and thank you very much, Mr. Mayor. Thank you, yes, I uh, agree with everything for tonight. Great report, we have one red arrow out of uh, seven. That's, that's all good for those that might be listening. Budget's in great shape. Um, yeah, the, the future is certainly unpredictable with what's going on with the property taxes and home sales and all of that, but we've, you know, we've weathered some storms, so not to say that's going to be, but um, we're certainly set up to handle what comes our direction, both what's happened in the past and what you're planning right now. So, Stephanie, thank you for this report, great report, all those that um, work to put this together. Um, certainly feel good about where we're at, as happens almost every year. Um, so with that, we need to adopt a resolution, correct? It's in, yeah. So do you need to read this, Greg? Okay, uh, do I have a motion to move the staff recommendation to adopt the resolution? So moved. And I'll second. We have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Motion carries unanimously. Item 8, public comments. This is time to address City Council. Any matter not listed on this agenda that is within the subject matter jurisdiction of City Council. Public comments are limited to three minutes per person. This segment of the public comments portion of the agenda shall not exceed a total of 15 minutes. I remember when we needed this second round of public comments back in the day when we had a lot of speakers, but I don't know that we've used it in a while, but we don't have any uh, public speakers. Okay. Um, city manager report, item nine. I have nothing further this evening, thank you. Thank you. Item 10, matters presented by the mayor and city council members. 10-1, OCFA, Mayor Pro Tem. Thank you very much, Mr. Mayor. As I've reported previously uh, to the, uh, my colleagues and of course the, the community, uh, we're in the thick of uh, union negotiations and we actually have three of them going right now. So we have the Orange County Professional Firefighters Association, Local 3631. We have the Orange County Employees Association, OCEA. And we have uh, the Orange County Fire Authority Management Association, the OCFAMA. So we're managing all three at one time. We spent a considerable amount of time in closed session, and of course that means I can't tell you guys anything. So I'm not that interesting tonight. Okay, don't go far. You now have a, yes. a car report. Yeah, I'm earning my keep here. Um, okay, Communities Associations of Rancho. Of course, that's the, as we all know, that's the uh, group of homeowners associations that uh, come together, CAR. Uh, the purpose, of course, is to share information with them or between them, clarify. The city really has uh, very little role. We're just there to perhaps answer questions and uh, clarify anything they ask of us. Uh, that was my first meeting I got to attend. It was a rather large group. I understand it was larger than it normally is, um, and I, Frankly, I think they were embracing being together and um, sort of pondering how best to focus their time and attention. And it was a joy to see all of them because some of them I haven't seen for years now. 
Thank you. Thank you. Item 10-2, council member reports, comments. Anything over here? Thank you very much, Mr. Mayor. Um, I just wanted to uh, let everybody know that RSM Care served um, over 300 people this last Wednesday um, because of obviously the cost of goods um, through the roof right now. More and more families are taking advantage of um, the, the bi-monthly food pantry. So I just wanted to encourage all of our residents to please uh, keep dropping off um, food and non-perishables um, to all the bins throughout the city, the main one at the Pavilion's store right here in the heart of town. And also wanted to say too that um, we also got a report that our senior community unfortunately is facing a lot of um, food insecurity right now because of being on fixed incomes. And of course, um, their money is buying less like everybody else. So thank you everybody for continuing to uh, donate to RSM Cares and to the food pantry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I just want to point out that we had zero trash again on Saturday. We had 72 volunteers. We have a new sponsor, Santa Margarita Toyota. Uh, they went out with us uh, on Saturday along with members of our city staff, Wendy Reddington, uh, RSM Cares. Uh, uh, we had chamber members come out. We had a lot of scouts come out. And Santa Margarita Toyota is, is sponsoring us, and we were also assisting them in achieving a dealership environmental excellence program award from Toyota. Um, it's a North American award, it's a regional award, and so they got the award for North America. I think that's being provided or uh, wow. given to them this next weekend. Um, but uh, it's nice to have a new sponsor that keeps Zero Trash going strong. 72 people, that's probably that's the third highest we've ever had in nine years. It'll be nine years <laughs> next month, so it was a great day. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Yep. Mayor Pro Tem? I have nothing this evening. Okay. All right. It's okay. The next regular meeting of City Council will be held Wednesday, March 22nd, 2023, in the City Council Chambers. Meeting adjourned. Thank you.